Hi guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley, and joining me today is um, Pippa Loban uh, from the Shrewsbury Food Hub. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Alex. It's a pleasure. Um, we planned this uh, a few weeks ago because um, obviously this is the, the golden quarter. I said, you can call it the golden quarter this year. Can we even call it that? I don't know if we're allowed to. I think it will be. We can spread cheer, can't we? Definitely. Socially distanced cheer. So she's, <laughs> ah, I mean, like, there's a lot of that going on about that. You know, the um, decorated doorstep thing that the mushroom yeah. food doing, and the carols on the doorstep. Lots of really innovative ways for people to show their cheer and what they, you know, this year is all about. Um, now, obviously, f- uh, f- food hubs, um, food food banks, and and things like this. Are, are they a fair? They're they're a fairly new thing, aren't they? Food banks. I mean, it was like about four four five years ago, wasn't it, when they became like a big thing. Um, I'm not so sure about that, but I want to talk to begin with the difference between a food bank and a food hub. Do you know, oh, Alex? No, no. no I'd, oh, OK. Um, <laughs> so a food bank is possibly an, an outlet for where the food goes to, I imagine. A food hub is is the distribution of it all. Is that right? I don't know. That's a guess. Mm, you're close. So the food bank operates so they get donations of new food. Um, I think they get a bit of funding as well to buy food and they support people who are in a financial crisis. So if you find yourself in a situation when you can't afford food, they'll support you with food parcels until you're back on your feet. And they'll also give you lots of like debt advice and and um, job um interview advice as well that's what our food bank do in shrewsbury whereas the food hub in shrewsbury we're all about stopping food waste so we collect leftover food from um supermarkets and other um businesses seven days a week and we redistribute it to our partner groups so um before the pandemic we were catering for 62 partner groups and that includes places like schools we give fresh food to the the food bank as well to supplement their tinned food so things like bread and fruit and veg Um, and we also host these things called food shares and they're open to everyone and the idea is to stop food from going to waste and that's our principal aim and a lot of opportunity can arise from um, distributing food surplus um, so it can be supporting like breakfast clubs at schools um, and uh, support charities who have got a limited food budget and just make it stretch a bit further so um that's i just thought we'd get that off at the top of the podcast because we often get confused with the food bank of course because our names are so similar yes yes of course i made a point of writing food hub rather than food bank because i thought there might have been a little bit of a difference because otherwise you'd be called a food bank wouldn't you not a food hub um exactly uh both doing extraordinary work. I mean, uh, the food banks and food hub, obviously, uh, because I mean, even before the pandemic, uh, times have been trying for a lot of people, right? Um, you, you know, starting from the recession onwards, uh, people have not really. Sort of, some people haven't recovered, have they? You know, um, it's been difficult. No, exactly. And um, we always say we're all about reducing food waste. But if it can plug a hole in someone's budget, then all the better if it makes their pennies stretch further with with the food. Um, And we've also been working particularly through the pandemic with other organisations to make sure people are signposted because a lot of people come to the food shares and they're in tricky situations. um, And we can signpost them to um, the food bank if they're eligible for that. Um, And there's a really good website called the Shropshire Larder, um, which my colleague Fran and Emily work on um, and that's got lots of advice about how to eat on a limited budget and where you can get support in Shropshire and that's kept up to date 
up to date all the time so um yeah i've yeah. been seeing lots of these things um you see uh, a larder there was a, a like a cupboard that was put i don't know if it was in telford actually mm-hmm. people would just put food in the cupboard and you can just sort of go past and help yourself yeah it's, it's so nice there's all sorts of things going on around the country so there's things like community fridges we've got one That's at it, riversway yeah. elam church so um some of our volunteers they collect from greg's and they were collecting from prep but unfortunately it's closed um each evening all their leftover food taking it to the community fridge at riversway church and then people can come and help themselves and it's amazing food. Like you see the sandwiches that are in prep and you can go and you can stop them going to waste and also have them for your lunch and stretch your budget. So when um, really. I, I, I've seen it for my own eyes, uh, the, the amount of food that goes to waste from supermarkets because uh, I'm a support worker, but I used to work with Cher and um, Cher used to do a lot of that. They used to go around and, um, you know, especially with the outreach work that they did. Um, Paul, um, oh, I've got his name surname Paul there's the guy that used to go around and collect food and just give it out to the homeless people places mm. that need it and my place where I work was one of those places to drop off food and Christmas was just unbelievable I mean the kids would get into the lounge and they'd, they'd all get together and they'd just be trays and trays of like mince pies and uh, nice good vegetables so cakes yeah. Greg's are amazing Greg's are just unbelievable for what they do because um, a lot of the stuff that they can't sell is still really really good and okay. there would be days when I would be like, there was time when I was really skinny and training and trying to eat well. And they'd bring in this tray of like Belgian buns and um, donuts and all this stuff. And I'd be like, why? Why would you do this to me? But yeah, you're right. The food is just still really good. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard, honestly, every morning. So our volunteers go out at the crack of dawn. So at this time of year, they're going out in the dark, having to defrost their cars at half six in the morning to go out and collect the food from the supermarkets and bring it back to our depot. And for example, like the little bakery stuff, we've always have piles of their pastries there in the morning. And they're so tempting looking at all of them. Um, But yeah, we make sure they get into good use. They go out to places like the Ark and um, they used to go out to coffee mornings when they could happen. And, you know, it just perks someone's day up, doesn't it? It's really nice. It is. It's really nice. And if you've never had um, a yum yum from Lidl, then you're missing out because they're <laughs> exactly. Um, so when did when did um, I mean I'm going to throw dates and things at you now. So put you on the spot a little bit. When did uh, when did uh, Shrewsbury Food Hub sort of begin? When did it start up? Um, so it started in 2016. Um, my colleagues Ali and Katie they had a background in waste reduction. Um, And they were approached by Shrewsbury Ark, the homelessness um, support charity, um, to say that the Ark had been approached by the supermarkets to collect their surplus food because the the supermarkets obviously have targets to get their waste down and they don't want the food to go to waste. They see it come in every day. It's valuable stuff, Um, but they need a mechanism to get it out. And the way they do that is donating it to charities. But what the Ark was saying that um, they couldn't cope with the amount of food they were getting and you'd need a lot of volunteer capacity to go and collect it and make sure it's safe and to to use by their, their clients. So they approached Katie and Ali and then Katie and Ali called around a few other charities and they were experiencing a similar thing with the supermarkets. So they thought what they need is someone in between who collects the food and can make sure it's safe and then distribute it out to lots of different charities and share all that wonderful surplus across the town. So they started up around the back of M&S at Meal um, and they were just sorting a few trays, maybe about 10 trays each morning um, on the floor. Sometimes you had to have someone holding an umbrella when it was raining um, and then distributing out to maybe like four or five different charities across the town. And they'd use it up. And it was as simple as that. 
And um, over the past four years, it's just grown and grown. And now we collect from um, oh. 20 supermarkets seven days a week. And we've got about um, 100 volunteers that, that help us do that. And we've also extended our reach to collecting frozen food as well and chilled food. We've got um, specially trained teams to make sure that's safe and, and it can get out to our community. So can, now we can supply things like meat and um, fish, which, of course, is really high value products and really nutritious for, for our partner groups. I guess like uh, meat and fish is one of those things that you really do need to sort of look at, though, to make sure that it is OK, because obviously, uh, you know, you don't want to make someone poorly, do you really? I mean, exactly. Do you know your difference between your best before and your use by date, Alex? Uh, your use by date is something you're supposed to use it by. Best before is when you're supposed to sell it by. Is that right? Yeah, you're nearly there. So, yeah, best before we always say is a quality date. Yeah. So um, that's it's at its best on its best bef- before its best before date yeah. um but you can still use it safely after um so for example a loaf of bread you can use it three days after its best before date and it's still fine you can put it in your toaster you can make bread and butter pudding you know um whereas the use by date because it needs to be kept at the right temperature it's normally kept in the fridge things like milk and cheese and things like that um that is a safety date so yeah you have to use it up before then or freeze it or um yeah cook it so what we do is we get some of our stores to freeze the food before it's used by date and then our um, trained volunteers go with um, insulated boxes go and collect it make sure it's safe record all the temperatures and get it out to where it needs to be in tummies rather than bins <laughs> nice I, lo- I love the positivity i love that i really do um i mean i, I was always i used to be really fussy with like used by dates and things like that but like if there's a yogurt or something in the fridge and it's a day over i'd be like oh it's fine i'm not gonna die it's all right it's fine i use it. i'll get a bit better now um <laughs> So things have grown then since 2016. Things have grown exponentially then uh, with what you guys do. What I mean, obviously there are there are um, we don't we're going to get into politics, but there are obviously contributing factors uh, to why things have grown. But do you think it's more like uh, that people are just more aware of you now and what you do? I think so. We've had opportunity to get funding and things like that. We've been funded by the Waste Resources Action Plan, which is a like a government thing um, to gain to get more food from suppliers. Um, and yeah, so I've got a few figures I've written down here. So yes. last year, so April last year till March this year, we rescued 82 tonnes of food. And if you think that in equivalent of money, it's £3,118 worth of food that um, our lovely volunteers rescued. And it saves 120 tonnes of carbon. So it's got a really big environmental impact. And of course, all of the stores want to get their waste figures down because it's, you know, it's not helping our, our planet to waste stuff. Um, so, yeah, this year we've in within six months of this year, we've rescued 61 tons of food. So we're on track to rescue more than we did last year. Great. Um, so, yeah, it's growing and growing. And yeah, popularity, the awareness of what we're doing is growing. And for a lot of people, it just makes sense. Like no one likes wasting food. They know how precious it is. And if it can support the community, then all the better. Have you ever turned anybody's head? So sort of like, um, you know, uh, you get someone that's like, oh, no. Oh, I couldn't possibly. And then they look at what you guys actually do distribute and they're like, ah, actually, I've learned my lesson now. This is actually a really good thing. Yeah, sometimes there are a bit, people are a bit suspicious of what we do. They think we're going bin diving or, you know, something like that. But <laughs> you should see all the safety factors that our volunteers have to hit. They, they're really well trained in sorting out things that are unsafe. And yeah, when you see what, what good quality food there is there, you just think, well, why not make it used? It's really good. Mm, I, I like that. Um, 
I love what you guys are doing because it, you, like you said, it's it's not it's, it's 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 something wholeheartedly good. I think because you said there's an impact on the environment. Uh, you, you know, you're you're making sure that people are fed. I mean, what what is part, have you had people try and point fingers at you uh, and try because, like you said, people are skeptical about everything. I mean, you can do something really positive, and someone will find something to complain about. Have, have people tried with you where you've actually had to try and defend yourself? I can't imagine they have. There has been. Um, not as far as I know, we get quite a lot of positive feedback. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It does seem to, to hit a lot of chords with people. Um, and I think it's not just stopping the food going to waste. That's a good thing. I think it's also the connections within the community that it builds. So I think Shrewsbury has been quite resilient because we've already had this big network of groups and people who know each other that can help each other out. Um, and particularly this year, of course, it's been really um, worthwhile having those contacts. So, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the moment. Um, I wanted to talk to you about something that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, with my, with my, I do another show called uh, USUK, USUK, USUK. It's a bit of fun, but it's also about connecting, yeah. connecting people across the world. All right. So um, we have hosts in Vermont, in California, uh, over here in the UK, we've got Cheltenham, Devon, Amazing. Birmingham. So we've got all these people. That's just, that's just the hosts. And we've got listeners literally in Australia, America, UK, Russia, well, you know how podcasts work. Oh, fantastic. Amazing. Right, so we wanted to do this thing called um, Hashtag You Suck Cares, right? So uh, it was Tom Bruno's idea, my co-host, and he wanted to just go out into the community, get a picture of us doing something great, put Hashtag You Suck Cares, what can you do? Can you do better? And try and encourage our listeners to go out and do that sort of thing. And then we could probably give out a few T-shirts and things for people that really try, you know? But like, I've been thinking a lot about it and like, I'm I'm one of these guys. I worry and 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 about the stupidest little things, and I worry about virtue signaling because it yeah. must be a terrible thing. Like, I'm not a big fan of these guys. I like here I am recording myself giving a homeless person a meal. Ah, oh, look at this! I'm going to get loads of likes on Facebook. Like, I'm yeah. not a big fan of that. But at the same time, we're not doing it for for that. Really, we're doing it to raise awareness, and I don't want to get caught up in that. You know, what do you think about that? I think it's difficult. I think. Um doing something good is always going to be good isn't it um and I suppose if it's genuinely good and you're genuinely doing that in with your time anyway then to use your platform to help to encourage others to do it then I don't think that is a bad thing I think if it's shallow and you're just doing it for a photo opportunity then you know um yeah we've seen a lot of politicians and people doing that kind of thing you know um so I think if you generally do it, say you wake up every Monday and you do your volunteer shift and then you just happen to podcast about it, um, then I yeah. think that's that's great. You're using that platform and people think, oh, I want to get involved in that too. So I don't I mean, think it's a bad thing. I work with so many charities with The Biscuit. I, mean, I think my job in... Um, and what we do at the biscuit is to sort of raise awareness, talk to talk to people about what what charities do. Um, it's it's helped so much, um, you know, and I'm really proud of that. Um, but I've never actually physically gone out there and, and spent a day at the food hub, or you know, yeah. been to the ark and had a good walk around. And I do want to do some of that, and I would like to oh, document it. Do. I think I think I, I, yeah. I spoke to you about possibly come spend the day with you <clears throat> and recording like a vlog of my work. Obviously, if I'm there, I'm there to work. But I mean, get a couple of bits of you know what we're doing and what you guys are doing. More importantly, because that's what it's all about, right? It's raising awareness, it's showing people what you're doing. 
and also showing that you know the biscuits there to help as well like i i just don't want to i don't want people to be like oh i was just doing it for more instagram followers because that's not that's not all the case <laughs> but i mean at the same time if we do get more followers on instagram it's um it's it's, it's also raising awareness about what we did anyway so i don't know exactly yeah and yeah i'm sure um you were speaking to me about this and yeah we'd love you to come along to one of our food shares maybe and see how that that works and I'd love that. um love that. we've got an amazing group of volunteers from all different backgrounds that have amazing skills and um reasons for why they're volunteering so it'd be yeah, interesting to talk to them i think about why they do it um with um with what you guys do uh obviously this is the shrewsbury food hub yeah. is this thing expanded across to different towns across shropshire even the uk even yeah, so there's lots of different projects um, around the country and around the world, I suppose. Um, there's um, brilliant Osnosh up in Oswestry. Um, you should Osnosh, definitely talk to them. That. Yeah, it's that. so good. So um, there's Ben up there. He's a trained chef and he um, uses surplus food. Uh, he used to do community meals before the pandemic, but of course that had to change with people not being able to gather. Um, and we used to do a community meal. Yeah, we used to do a joint one in Shrewsbury with him as well. And it was just so lovely. Like everyone was welcome to come along. We'd all muck in together, make a meal and um, share it with everybody. And yeah, so in the pandemic, he's up there and he's um, him and his volunteer team are delivering meals out to people who are isolating. And it's kind of like a Meals on Wheels service, but using Mm. surplus and local food. Um, So there's people like him. There's um, Lee over in Telford. She does a food share project. That's a huge organisation that... um, get surplus food from manufacturing level um, and share it with the community they've got like a social supermarket over there so yeah once you start looking into it I've been in this for like a couple of years now um it's amazing what people are doing you can be inspired by it and and we're all I think we're the type of people who like to share ideas and like nothing's if you've written something yourself like a piece of policy or whatever or um you know like coronavirus policy we'll share it with each other because it's easier to do that than reinvent the wheel yeah, of course. I mean, like, um, I've spoken to a few people who have um, caught solutions during the pandemic, actually, that have, have thought better of um, sort of keeping it to themselves and sort of shared it with people just to make people's like. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you've got a business, someone's got a business or a charity or doing something similar to yourself, it's mm-hmm. good to keep that that good vibe going. You know, it's not, it's not good to keep it to yourself. And that's, that's nice exactly. to hear as community. Yeah, supporting each other, definitely. Yeah, so it's been a big drive. Uh, have there been any challenges for you during COVID? I mean, obviously, um, there's not been. I mean, okay, so there was there was the the panic buying. I bet that appalled you guys. So yeah, it was quite interesting actually to see the result of the panic buying. So um, yeah, we we closed. I think for a week at the start of the pandemic. Um, purely because a lot of our volunteers had to isolate and I think we went from about 100 volunteers to less than 30 within a day after the, sh- the shutdown um, and we had to think about how we can do it safely so normally uh, drivers collect in their own cars and then come um, to our depot all piling together it's so lovely everyone would get the kettle on and we'd all sort the food in there together but of course couldn't do that anymore because um, it would be mixing people so um we thought, well, what can we do? How can we collect the same amount of food with less vehicles and less people? Um, so like we were talking about before, businesses and organisations supporting each other, we had people like Shrewsbury School and um, West Mid Showground and Crossbar and various different local contractors who lent us their vans and their time to come and help rescue the food. 
Um, so nice. kind of got the volunteer capacity sorted. But then, yeah, as you say, with the panic buying at the stores, we saw one week where we had like hardly any food at all because everyone had been panic buying, which I suppose in one way we think, well, there's no waste. But then you think, yes, um, <laughs> yeah, there's waste at home. And actually, um, just in general, um, apparently 50 percent of food wasted is in our homes so although we point fingers at supermarkets they're actually trying really hard to keep their waste down it's not in their interest not to sell the food i think we've all been guilty of it at some point you know buying (laughs) mints that you've chucked in the back of the fridge and it's ah it's gone off now i can't use it everybody does it i mean that just happened on exactly when you're buying so much food and you're gathering so much um that you 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 can't eat them all before they go moldy Mm. i mean I, i cover i do a show called the weekly bazaar where we found a story where some woman had gone out and spent that like you know ridiculous amounts of money a supermarket and before she could eat her food she had a whole kitchen full of you know vegetables and stuff that had gone off and uh, had to throw it all out and it was just it was just randomly ended up in the newspaper but uh, i guarantee there's 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 you know millions of families across the uk that did that and that's it's, it's heartless it's really heartless you know um yeah. so uh, yeah it must have been hard it- for you guys to see it was quite, in, yeah, because so we had that week where we had hardly any food. And then the following week, the supermarkets had obviously upped their <laughs> supply chain to get loads of food in. But then, of course, no one was buying anymore because they'd already filled the houses full of food. So we had loads of food that week. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see like the peaks and troughs at the moment. We're experiencing a bit of a peak in food because the stores clear out their shelves ready for their Christmas stock. Yes. Um, we're already getting mince pies in. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's are. really interesting to see the, the how everything links together in the food chain in, in general. It's, it is interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, uh, so Christmas on the whole for you, without a pandemic, so, uh, you know, so Christmas last year, what was that like for you? Because I imagine you just had too much food i mean it's just ridiculous paul sanson by the way you may have seen i was just looking at my phone i had Hi. to get paul sanson's name in <laughs> because he's such an amazing guy and i felt bad for forgetting his name but i worked with him for so many years and then he just yeah. doesn't come to us anymore but um um so he would go out and fill up his van proper big van full of food um uh some days he'd have two or three trays in there but christmas he would fill that van up he would fill oh it up oh my gosh yeah yeah. yeah, last year, I've never seen so many parsnips in my life. Um, yeah, the smell of parsnips, it's still lingering in my nose now. It's its mad. Um, so yeah, last year we rescued um, a usual month's worth of food in four days over um, Christmas. I remember Christmas Eve, I think we rescued about a ton of food um, that day. Um, and even into January, like they're still pumping out all the ex-Christmas stocks. So we rescued 4,000 mince pies in one day. And that's like three carloads <laughs> full of mince pies. And obviously by that point, everyone's sick of mince pies. They've had all of their yes. panettone and, um, you know, Yule logs to last them the year. So in January, we have to make sure we're with the mince pies. We're pumping out recipes and different ways you can use them. So people aren't, can actually use them up at the other end. Um, that's good. That's good. Because yeah. um, with, with food banks and food hubs, uh, do you think it's it's just as important to offer the the advice as well as the the food for people to go with them because you know you just you just touched on that often recipes and way interesting ways to use this food yeah so i think it's actually been really lovely so part of um the lockdown um the the challenge we had is a lot of our groups that we normally serve so we had 62 groups before the pandemic um had closed so we we're still getting all this food in but then how on earth are we going to try and get it to people when people aren't gathering in the same way as they did um so we have these things called food shares 
and they're open to everybody. Um, everyone's welcome to come along, help themselves to a bag of food um, and to stop it going to waste. Um, so we've set up, I think, an extra six of them since the start of the pandemic. And um, yeah, everyone's welcome to come along. Um, I can't remember what track I was talking about now. <laughs> what you, what uh, you were well, we were talking about um, sort of information. Information is just as important as giving out the food, sort of recipes, yeah. being inventive, basically. Yeah, so what's happened with these food shares, it's been so lovely. So I work on the comms and like the social media and things like that oh, nice. um, for the Food Hub. Um, and everyone's been sending us pictures of what they've been making. It's been really lovely. So they've had like a, they've picked up a pepper and a coconut and whatever from the food shares. They've sent us a picture and they've ready, steady cooked it and they've made up a curry or um, someone's picked up some bread and they've made, oh, there's a lovely one last week, um, there's a lady called Olivia and she picked up some bread from food shares and we get so much bread. It's ridiculous. Um, and she'd made a huge vat of bread sauce, portioned it into um, boxes and then given it out to her family and friends to freeze ready for Christmas. And I thought particularly now, isn't that like such a lovely thing? Although they can't all be together, they're all kind of eating the same food. And yeah, this surplus food makes really good opportunities for people. And I just love that idea of sharing ideas and helping yeah. each other stop food go to waste. I think it's brilliant. There was um there's a, a group that was a massive, huge, I think there's like half a million people on there. Um cooking through COVID, I think it's called on Facebook. Uh, oh, I didn't know about that one. Um, yeah, cooking through COVID, and my my co-host in America, Tom, he's a bit of a foodie. Um, he was like, "Oh, look at this!" So I joined this group, and some of the food that these people cook are just to me. I'm just like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll make a, you know, a bolognese." Here you go, it's my bolognese. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, obviously today's Thanksgiving in America, and um, yeah. one of the one of the topics is obviously what do you do with your leftovers from from. Uh, Thanksgiving, I was kind of, I was, I was joking. I was kind of like, blend it up, freeze it as ice cube, and chuck it at the pesky kids. You know, obviously there's, <laughs> there's obviously ways to to look after leftovers, and uh, it's good to have that kind of advice. I want to give a shout out as well. I don't know if you're aware of um, uh, the SPHOA um, group. There's a little group that started on. Uh, it's called a Shropshire People Helping One Another, and. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're a really great bunch. And Dave, who is like, he started this group. He's been collecting like slow cookers. I think he's bought loads of slow cookers that he's going to go out and give to the Ark and stuff because obviously slow cookers are a great way of, yeah, you know, uh, keeping going. It's literally just everything that you need in a, in a little pot. And I want to give a shout out to those guys because they're a fantastic, fantastic group of people. I did reach out to them this morning and be like, yo, I need to do something for you. So hashtag you suck girls. Look how cool I am. Um, and <laughs> is there anything you can suggest? But uh, yeah, give a shout out to them. Now with, 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 um, with COVID, uh, with what's going on, obviously there's been a lot of people um, that have been putting le- a lot of desperate, uh, situations have you seen a huge increase in users of uh, food banks food hubs across the county yeah we do um particularly at the food shares we we come across people who are struggling and um yeah of course there's been an increase we, we all know about it nationally um but what we try and do at the food shares and make sure people are signposted to places where they can get support because there is loads of support out there it's just knowing about it and having access to it um, and although as I said earlier there's that really good website called the Shropshire Larder where it's got lo- lots of um, information and of course not everyone has access to the internet so um, it's just making sure people that do have access to the internet know about that and can help those who, who don't um, so yeah there's there's places like food banks but also Shropshire Council are doing um, a lot in terms of advice and support and knowing where there's grants of money for people so yeah um, yeah one of my main messages is just don't be scared to reach out because there is the support out there 
Absolutely, there is. And what's the um, what's the community like uh, around you guys? Because obviously, Facebook and and you know the social media is great for, just to get people talking. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a great community of people around you that, that offer you? Oh, there's there's this here and there's this here and there's these people here and yeah, what's that like for you? Yeah, I am in such a privilege to have this job because everyone that I come into contact is just full of kindness like you just realize that people just get things done like um, our volunteers as I said earlier they come from all different skill sets and backgrounds and if you have a problem I, I ask them and they, they know someone who knows someone you know what Shrewsbury's like it's um, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll get the problem sorted they'll get something fixed and yeah if there's someone that's struggling and um, and needs a uh some food on their doorstep people will come and pick it up from our food chairs and drop it off at um their houses it's been really nice actually that people have been coming along and saying oh I'm giving this to my elderly neighbor she's isolating and um, I'm gonna do this with this like we get loads of bunches of flowers from the supermarkets which would have otherwise gone to waste and um there's this lady called Margaret she normally runs a coffee morning for 100 um elderly people um but of course I can't happen so what we've been doing is dropping the flowers off on Margaret's doorstep and she's been going around and checking in on all of those people um that normally come to her coffee morning so yeah there's there's so I think there's more kindness than than not really and I think everyone has been looking out for each other and hopefully it continues yeah I mean it's it's there there, there, there is so much negativity on on social media at the moment so it's really nice to see those good those good gestures I think it's so warm and heartwarming to see. It's like, like, uh, like I just mentioned here, the SPHOA group. It's just so nice to see everybody yeah. just, you know, even on the slow days when they're not doing anything, because that's what they were doing at first. They were dropping food off to people, and uh, you yeah. know, if if there was if there was something running short in in certain stores, they would just be like, yeah, "There's baby milk over here." You, you know, don't don't. They wouldn't encourage people to panic buy, but they'd be like, "If you need nappies or something." they're here and yeah, yeah it's really good but even on the slow days i'll just share nice memes <laughs> memes yeah. are life you know <laughs> we can all do with a good meme <laughs> <laughs> memes are life um you shared with me uh your newsletter um that that came uh, through email uh what do you want to talk about what you guys are doing at the moment because i think it's cool um yeah so um we've kind of done this six months of pandemic and um at the moment we are so we're gearing up for the the christmas um food sharing um so as you said we get tons of food at christmas more than we ever get um and we need everyone's help to come and get it and um the logistics behind organizing to get that food where it needs to be is is quite a big task so we've got a small group of paid staff at the food hub that do that alongside the volunteers who are incredibly helpful in terms of organizing and being where they need to be and um being ever available it's really good um so over Christmas, we are um, hosting, I think, 10 food chairs across the town. We'll be releasing the um, the timetable soon. We do that um, throughout the year. Um, and what we need to do is get everyone to come and help us stop the food going to waste. Um, and if you are nervous about coming along, we have been operating throughout the pandemic and we're very used to making sure everyone's distanced and making sure there's only a certain amount of people within the buildings and of course at Christmas when there's likely to be more people there um, we're 
paying particular attention to making sure those places are safe. So yeah, that's how people can help us out over Christmas. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, there's also the carols on the doorstep. Oh yeah, we can't um, forget about that. You, you've yeah. made me job and mention it at the end of the show. So yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's been organised by My Shrewsbury and BBC Radio Shropshire and Shropshire Festivals. Um, and they're supporting um, four local charities, including ourselves. And the idea is on the 16th of December, everyone stands on their doorstep at 6pm and sings their heart out along to Radio Shropshire. And there's like sheets to um, of lyrics to print off and little invitations so you can make sure you're not the only one singing on your street because no one wants to be that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so I want- will be. <laughs> yeah, we'll be singing our hearts out. So you can go on there and if you take part, you can give a donation to one of those charities. So yeah, I think it's just such a nice idea, isn't it? It really is. I keep comparing it to the Grinch, you know, when he steals Christmas and you can still hear them mm. singing. I love that. I love, oh, we should yeah. do, replicate that. <laughs> exactly. uh, the Grinch being COVID-19, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's a metaphor there. Um, so what, what's it like for you guys after Christmas then? Obviously, it's, it's a mad rush. must be a mad rush for like not even just a few days. Of like Every day must feel like an absolute challenge for you guys. So does it die down really quickly or does it sort of peter out over, over January? yeah peter's out over january so we were still getting panettone i think at valentine's day and you know (laughs) um yeah there is a there is a bit of a chance to rest though we make sure we we work hard over christmas and so do our volunteers um and yeah we're just so grateful of everyone that's involved because they're obviously taking time away from their families and and they could be doing other things but um yeah it's an inherent enjoyment it's really fun carving parsnips around and finding a home for them so that's how we spend our christmas and then we have a bit of a i'm looking to have a bit of a break in in january i think (laughs) that was going to be my next question is um obviously with things like this it's hard to switch off i work in support and my my colleagues do it too and i constantly see them looking for things on facebook or if there's something that uh, somebody needs in where i work they'll be looking for it or you know it's, it's very hard to switch off um, yeah. Do you have to force yourself, or, or sometimes you just like laptops off, not thinking about Food Hub? Um, I'm I'm just doing what I do. And what do you do to sort of switch off and get away from it all? Um, it's maybe not. Uh, it's quite related, actually. I really like growing vegetables. I really like gardening. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I got into doing the food hub I realized the value of food and how long it takes to grow like honestly my proudest achievement of 2020 is my carrots probably that I grew <laughs> <laughs> this year um but yeah going in the garden being in nature being out on my bike you know just um all the obvious things but yeah that's the way way I switch off because um it's you can just think about it all the time it's 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 pretty exciting and there's so much more we can do and we still are gonna do so yeah there's always stuff to be done um, is I mean, what, what the what's the hardest time of year for you? Is it when it's when it's quiet or when it's busy? Um, I don't know. It's actually really good when the food shares are busy because if you think about it, we rescue all this food, and then if we've got a mountain of bread, I think one year, one day this year we rescued fifty trays of bread just from one store, and that is a lot of bread. And if we don't have the people coming to the food shares, then I don't know where that's going to go. I can't eat all of that bread. So um, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's always busy and it keeps us going. And there's always random things that pop up. Like um, for example, earlier on the fire service had all this kind of, um, there were like waterproof jackets and shoes and things like that, that they were going to throw away. 
and we're like well what on earth why are they giving it to the food hub but it's because we've got this network and we can organize volunteers to get it out to where it needs to be rather than mm. it going in the bin so it's not just food we deal with it's all the random requests that come from all sorts of places <laughs> i never thought of that that's a really that's a really good uh, good point actually like you know you've got fingers in in places where people might need to distribute things uh, in, in yeah a, obviously um yeah does is that is that, is that like an isolated incident or do you get lots of people that are kind of like oh we've got this thing and we need to we need to your help uh help you know yeah no it's not an isolated incident at all and in fact the supermarkets also give us non-food stuff so last week we had spider catchers that came in from one of the supermarkets i've never seen a spider catcher before um and um we've had lots of books we ironically had a book about reducing waste the other day which would have gone in the bin but um (laughs) (laughs) um we thought well we'll give them out to schools it's educational um so yeah because we've got all these connections we can say oh who who could do with this and normally some of our partner groups yeah they'll they'll say yes um and I, I want to give out a shout out as well to okay i've got this funny story from when i feel, when i was younger i worked at asda and yeah. i worked on the produce department i used to love it right it was proper ball uh, ball <laughs> back breaking work ball breaking work as well okay well let's not be so <laughs> vulgar alex um it was really hard really hard good work you know i loved yeah. it yeah um but they started uh, training me on how to order in stock with the gun you scan and then you put in how many you need. And I accidentally, um, you, with the mushrooms, you're only supposed to order like one or two trays, keep them coming because m- mushrooms, you know, they don't last brilliantly long. No. Um, I accidentally ordered a whole comp <gasps> age full of mushrooms. And it was like, who ordered all these? Oh, no. <laughs> In the back, I saw my number on the thing. He said, Wiley! <laughs> oh and they start smelling all fishy when they grow off yeah uh, well. yeah yeah i was like uh you <laughs> told me to do this i told you i wasn't very good on that it was just one of those things it was so, so people like you is why the food hub exists like i'm yeah. sure that happens in all supermarkets and like the other day the uh, the bread from one supermarket ended up at another supermarket and so it would have just gone in the bin so we took it and and made use of it and yeah if they over order say for example it's looking to be sunny at the weekend and everyone's planning all the supermarkets are planning for barbecues and then it rains we get all of their burger buns and things like that so yeah mm-hmm. it just gives the supermarkets a bit of flexibility for people like yourself who over order and <laughs> do you do you get given like a a forecast sort of thing by the by the supermarkets of what they're expecting and sort of like a, what what you could end up with do they do they speak with you? because obviously this year nobody knows what to do with christmas this year we're not gonna have the big long table full of lots of meats and vegetables and loads of family crammed around so it's unpredictable i guess it is very unpredictable um yeah we we at this time of year we go around all the supermarkets we've got good relationships with all of them yeah. um and asking what their plans are when they're likely to have a peak of food and we kind of look back over previous years of when we had peak food so i think it was like the 27th of december last year we had loads but then of course this year everyone's going to be doing christmas in a different way so i think that's a quality of the food hub is that we're quite nimble and we're used to randomness so we can just work out where those you know turkeys can go if we do get thousands of them <laughs> there's like a vast algorithm there isn't there because you're walking out what's what covers more food lots of little individual christmases or one big christmas where everybody goes to one house like there, mm. there's an algorithm there to uh, i'm sure someone's done it somewhere i'm sure that's yeah. what the supermarkets are doing <laughs> <I don't. laughs> yeah um yeah, I, I just um, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. I mean, the, the fact that the fact that a food bank 
and hub obviously um in all of it across across the board even exists today i think is fantastic because you know you're giving back something to the community literally directly giving something back to the community you know it's not even a metaphor um and so i, I think you know on behalf of like shopshire the, the uk or whatever but well, you know for shrewsbury i want to say thank you for all the good work that you guys do because obviously these things don't just they don't just um begin and then exist there's lots of hard work that goes into it so thank you on behalf of shrewsbury for what you guys do oh well thank you i mean it's a huge team effort the whole of yes. shrewsbury and shropshire are helping us out so yeah it's, it just shows that communities working together it, it's it's what makes things work doesn't it is there is there is there an unattainable golden goose for you guys is there something that that you guys will be aspiring to do and not quite got there yet that you'd really like to do or is, is it all just falling into place um, well, we've just got a walk-in freezer and chiller at our depot um, because we have been collecting frozen and chilled food for quite a while, but we're really looking to up the scale of that because, as I said earlier, it's really valuable and we don't want it to go to waste. We know what the damage is to the environment by um, letting that high-intensity carbon um, go go to waste. So, mm. um, yeah, that's what we're looking to do over the next few years is really increase that and we're We've got the funding for a freezer van, so that'll enable us to um, get a lot more out to our community. So, yeah, exciting times. Very exciting times, and you guys are amazing. And uh, after we finish recording this, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll write a date for or a couple of dates for me to come and help volunteer. Amazing. Uh, thank you, Alex. The good yeah, of the community, you. not for just for my podcast. Okay, I'm not... <laughs> I just want to. I don't want people to think, "Oh, that guy's is such an idiot." I, I worry too much. This is why. This is why I'm good at. I guess. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> is there any sort of shout outs you want to give out, or anything you want to tell people about before we get out of here? Yeah, so keep an eye on our Facebook page at Shrewsbury Food Hub and our Twitter, which is Shrews Food Hub, and that'll give everyone an idea of when our food share tables are going to be over Christmas because. We need everyone's help. As I said, I'm not sitting there eating all of those parsnips myself. So, um, yeah, please come along and yeah lastly thank you alex for having us on because yeah really kind of you no 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 I, i'd love to get you on again i'd love to find out yeah, let's let's do this again post covid let's let's find out how mm. things have changed for you how things have evolved because uh i like to have people come on re- reoccurring on the show just to catch up touch base yeah. what you guys are doing um Amazing. thank you so much for coming on um <clears throat> i want to give uh, everybody a chance to check out our website um uh, which is www.theshrewsrebiscuitpodcast.co.uk and that's made for us by our friends at web orchard it's a nice little website actually got all of our audio on there did you know um you can it's you know there's many ways to listen to this show as well tell your friends about it you know you don't just have to listen to it on podbean if podbean annoys you and it's just another app on your phone we are on spotify we're on itunes we're now on alexa you can just tell alexa to to play us and then it will um so yeah make sure you check that out i also want to give a shout out to the parade uh obviously we're not there at the moment um with lockdown um i don't know this episode is going to go out but i think lockdowns but i want to give a shout out to them anyway because i love them uh the parade shops in shrewsbury uh thank you very much pepper you've been amazing thank you alex no it's been great we'll catch you guys on the shoes biscuit next time peace out